everyone. Ian here. To our American listeners, we hope everyone had an enjoyable Thanksgiving. If you're flying this week, good luck, and we hope this episode of the podcast helps you get to where you're going with a little less stress. To our Venezuelan listeners, happy Aviation Day tomorrow. And to everyone, this week marks the 50th anniversary of the hijacking of Northwest Orient Airlines Flight 305, better known as the Dan or DB Cooper hijacking. Cooper boarded Flight 305 from Portland to Seattle on November 24th, 1971, and informed the flight attendant he had a bomb. Cooper demanded $200,000 and parachutes upon landing in Seattle, which he received after releasing all but one flight attendant and the captain, first officer, and the flight engineer. Cooper instructed the pilots to fly in the direction of Mexico City as slow as possible, so about 100 knots for the 727, and not above 10,000 feet, the pressurization altitude. Somewhere over southwestern Washington state, at about 8.15 in the evening, Cooper jumped out of the 727 via the rear staircase, and he and most of the money were never seen again. Dan Cooper hijacking remains the only unsolved case in commercial aviation history. So if you are in for a mystery, go check out. There have been hundreds, if not thousands of of TV shows, dedicated podcasts, and some really great documentaries over the years. There's also all of the evidence is available for public consumption. I believe it's over 60 volumes housed by the FBI. So feel free to go take a look at that if you're interested in the D.B. Cooper or Dan Cooper case. In news no way related to any hijackings of any sort, Jason has the week off this week. But Gabriel Lee recently visited Riga, getting the inside scoop on Air Baltic, including a spin in their A220 simulator. Look for that video on our YouTube channel soon. He also had a chance to sit down once again with Air Baltic CEO Martin Gauss to check in on how the small but hearty airline is doing nearly two years into the pandemic. Gauss first talked about how the airline is bouncing back and looking ahead. Of course, it's a pandemic year still, but we are preparing for next spring. We're employing already our crews. We have re-employed the former cabin crews, which were still available. We are re-employing our pilots back, preparing for next year. We took, we finished this year with the 32nd aircraft Airbus. We will have another eight coming next year, so we need to be ready to mend these aircraft, and we have an idea of where they would be deployed. Soon we'll finalize the summer program and then go into next year. Of course, we need to go through this winter, like all airlines and and, and in Europe. Our season is not the winter, but we see also a positive effect of uh, opening of the US. So there's some transfer traffic coming back and leisure works very well still now, while the the season for the Greek islands for Spain would now come to an end. We, We do not see this. We still have full planes going to leisure destinations. So there's a, there's a change and um, that is a positive change. What is slowly returning is the business travel, the corporate travel, but very slowly. So that is still lacking behind. And we are last week, if we look at last week's number, we are at 65% forward bookings. So we are not, we're about 50% of total flights compared to 2019, but we have more seats as, as we have bigger aircraft now. But forward bookings, we are at 65%. But the changing nature of restrictions and booking uncertainty has also presented its own set of challenges. The first half year was not at all what we expected because we were restricted by local restrictions, travel restrictions. So the, the only in June, this was lifted and it 
it damaged the whole summer because we could not get the inbound for the summer as the time was over for booking. But then we were pleasantly surprised now with the second half and especially the last eight weeks were better than what we expected. Still, we are not yet profitable. Yeah? We had one profitable month so far and normally we should make profits this time of the year. So uh, this is to come, but it all looks good. So we have done a lot of homework in the past with the unified fleet now, only Airbus A220. We are set up very well. We see that our cost per variable seat kilometer is going down by using only that aircraft now. Um, so very well prepared for the future, but we are not there yet. We still need to go through this winter. Prior to the pandemic, Air Baltic operated a mix of A220s, 737s, and Dash 8 Q400s. But as the pandemic struck, the airline made the decision to ground its 737 and Q400 fleets and become an all A220 airline. Originally, the business plan said we would be changing once our Q400s will leave us. That was 20, end of 22, beginning of 23. With the pandemic, the first decision was to ground this fleet, which is still here on the apron, but uh, we are not using them anymore. We also sold our remaining Boeings also as a step in 2020 with the start of the pandemic. And that was a very wise step because we reduced our fleet from 40 aircraft to only 22. That helped us starting again. Now we had 32 aircraft, but same fleet. So we retrained all the personnel. We simplified all the processes. So better product for the customer, but also for us, a better product because much easier to handle and all the positive effects now coming months by month stronger because we only focus on that one aircraft type. So it has been a good decision to bring it forward and everyone's happier with that decision. We also wanted to know how Gauss has seen the industry change during the pandemic and whether any of those changes are structural or just temporal. Of course, it has changed. The focus now is of changing old aircraft to new aircraft, the need to become carbon neutral or net zero by 2050. So we will see a lot of change in newer equipment. That part we had done before and, and, and there we are lucky. I think all of us have underestimated the impact of that crisis, especially here in Europe, lasting so long and, and, and so significant. All airlines, more or less all airlines, which were like national carriers, had to have help from their governments. That is something I think we all learned. But we are going back to normal. I was in the US at the IATA AGM and it, you can clearly see the US airlines are well ahead of the European airlines. There is already a different spirit and things they were discussing, keeping the middle seats free and all of the, it's all disappearing. In Scandinavia, we now see that the masks are even disappearing. So we are coming back to normal. Over the next years, airlines will have to earn money to repay the money invested in the crisis time. That is a historical obligation for all the airlines to earn back that money, which they have to pay back because in the EU, the COVID aid which was given has to be repaid within five to seven years. So that's going to be a big challenge for the airlines while we are returning back to profitability. I'm, I'm very sure because the travel is returning. You can see it in the US, they're nearly at the pre-crisis level and uh, we will see the same in Europe. During his time in Latvia, Gabriel also had a chance to speak with Air Baltic's chief pilot, Gerhard Remke, about the airline's adjustment to an all A220 fleet and how they're growing their ranks once again. It is as well that the people need to get used to a different sort of flying. Managing data is much more present on this aircraft than it would have been on the Q400 or a classic 737, the way we've been flying these before. So, yeah, in that concern, it's been a lot of just getting used to, which has been dominant in that time. 
Remke also walked us through the duties of chief pilot at Air Baltic. I am responsible for the pilot core here in the company. We have been up to a few days ago, 200 pilots. We have downsized a little bit due to the pandemic. We are now taking the first pilots in of an intake of about 120 pilots up to next April. The first 28 have started up last Monday. It is my responsibility to ensure that they actually have everything available, what they need to, to do the job in a, in a professional and well-equipped way. So my office communicates with many other divisions here in the company to ensure that the pilots really have at hand what they need. Additionally, I make sure that the pilots are taken care of in the sense of that I need to, need to have a feeling for how are they doing. It's performance monitoring, which is one thing, and then there's rather the, the personal well-being of the people, which has been very, very important in this time of the pandemic to see how the people are actually getting along. You have a lot of uncertainty. Do I still have a job tomorrow? What's actually happening with the airline? How does this influence my job? So that is an, an essential part of my job as well, that uh, I need to make sure that I get a feeling for how the people are actually, actually doing. As the pandemic wanes, Air Baltic is planning on growing to 50 A220s over the next few years. But what about being able to hire enough pilots to operate all of those aircraft in the current environment? So in the industry in general, it is surely already an issue. If you look into North America, you will find that carriers have to cancel flights, that flights are severely delayed just simply because they do not have enough pilots available. Pilots were released, sometimes in a controlled manner, sometimes in a rather nasty manner by just simply being kicked out, not always based on a clear structured system. We've done that a little bit different. We have taken our seniority into account and um, we had to release the, the pilots from the lower part of the seniority. But we have given them a promise that we would rehire them um, as soon as we would be able to. And that's exactly what we're doing now. So we're taking these people back in accordance with that seniority. There's not everybody available who has been working here. Not everybody wants to come back. So people might have established themselves in, in other parts of either the industry or somewhere else in the economy. But most of them are interested to come back. So we do have a lot of qualified pilots at hand. At some point, we might have to seek the market then. But that will not be in the, in the very near future. All original reporting for the interviews with Air Baltic CEO Martin Gauss and Chief Pilot Gerhard Remke was done by Gabriel Lee. The interviews were condensed and edited by me, Ian Pechnik. Thanks for listening to this slightly unorthodox episode of AvTalk. We'll be back next week with what I think is going to be a fascinating episode looking at how the aircraft industry or aviation industry really is fueled now and how it wants to be fueled into the future. Jason will be back as well. For now, I am Ian Pechenik and thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.